Now, how Bitcoin comes into play is honestly when in the beginning, no one ever thought it was going to hold value because of the fact that it's, yeah, it came out in there. That's why it was like point, like n- not even a cent when it first started because it's only one person transaction, like making transactions with himself. But then as the network grows, kind of like the internet, more content comes in, there's more value to it because other people believe in it. Hello everyone, welcome back to Tech Out Loud. This is Abby Feltz, my co-host, and Andrew. Hey guys, how's it going? And today we're going to talk about money, Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, um, I guess overall market, and just my main thoughts. Um, I've been getting a lot of questions from personal friends and other people about if they should go in, what is the actual, what is Bitcoin, etc. So I felt like this was a great moment to talk about everything and give some perspective. Again, this is not financial advice. I am just talking about my um, experience and the knowledge that I've gained over the past, when's 2012, eight, nine years? <laughs> Damn, that's a lot. <laughs> but yep. Yeah, I think it's a good time to be talking about this, especially with a lot of people that aren't in the finance world or not interested in investing, hearing about like GameStop and like what's happening with that and trying to understand it. And so I think this is a timely episode about just talking about investing in general and then getting more into specifics about Bitcoin and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, so just to get started, I kind of want to um, ask and bring up if people, do you understand uh, what is money or cash, <laughs> Abby? Or Like, I mean, I would say yes, I do understand <laughs> what money is and cash is, but I guess I'm curious to hear your explanation. Yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, damn. <laughs> um, so I kind of want to pull from that. Um The main thing I think going down to the bare basics is money is value, whether you gain that money through expertise or time, or maybe both, um, you're doing a job to receive money so you could purchase other things. Um, And up until I don't know when, was it Reagan or I forgot what president was it? Money was backed by gold, so, and my voice just cracked. <laughs> Money <laughs> was backed by gold, and it was equivalent to whatever the price of gold was, which was great. Mm-hmm. That means there was inflation because there's still gold mining happening, and there's, a, an, I think, of inflation of 5%, um, and we only inflated cash by 3% um, on average. Uh, then everything changed when they stopped doing that and the government started bailing out people or companies, hedge funds. I think the first time was like the 1980s or 1990, somewhere around there. You guys could correct me, but, um, they did that. And then it kind of came into, okay, maybe this is the only, the first time they're going to happen, but then uh, they're going to do that. But in 2008, they did that again with the housing market. And the reason why they did that is they try to prevent an all-out crash. Um, 
but now it's come to the point where they're I saw a I don't know if this is really specific but they printed out the past year they printed out the equivalent of money that's been printed out from 2020 to 1980 of that they did that in, in one year. year in one year that's fucking insane yeah <laughs> that then, is insane that's yeah um and the thing is it, it's not a fast reaction like you don't automatically see the effects of that happening um it 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 starts off slowly um for example you see how stocks are doing so well and houses and other assets whether it's cars and i just saw like tesla's new car is actually a lot more uh for their high-end bare bone car or baseline car um Mm. and all these things that people actually want to buy or need to buy um are going to slowly start going up because our dollar dollar value is going lower and the thing that i did not know and really pisses me off if do you know what gdp is the Um, gdp yeah it's kind of like just how well the national government is doing well, the the way that they they don't track specific assets, which I think is bullshit, and one of those specific assets is homes. But uh, I'm just like, how do you not track that if that's like a major thing for everyone? Like people need a home, <laughs> and if what do you mean? Like what else are they tracking? They're tracking sales. They're tracking um like yeah sales like Amazon sales or retail sales. They're tracking how many times you go out to restaurants or all that stuff like uh, but they're not tracking, tracking when people buy homes is what yeah, you're saying yeah yeah and so they're they're saying oh gdp is not that dropping that much compared to inflation and that's all that really matters is if inflation goes up but gdp also goes up then it's relatively good um but since they're not tracking everything that people are buying and things are skyrocketing, then how do you correctly measure that? Because people might not just be buying um, Amazon stuff, or maybe people are saving money, but they're also buying houses. So now you can't really track that. Or maybe they're not buying as many houses as people are saying, and the prices are just skyrocketing. So it's kind of weird to uh, unless you're in those industries to measure that. Um, I just pulled up the definition for our listeners out there. So it's gross domestic product GDP, and it is the standard measure of the value added created through the production of goods and services in a country during a certain period. As such, it also measures the income earned from that production or the total amount spent on final goods and services. Yeah. And basically every country has that and every country is based off of that, um, like the real value. And I think for the past three years, U.S. has been the top. We kind of like battle for the top with like Russia and or I think Russia uh, and Japan, I believe, or someone else. Jan- yeah, I would I guess Japan. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah somehow we're still on top but that also 
the delay of tracking is uh, not a long delay, but I think it happens every quarter or every half a year, somewhere around there. So we're not going to really see data until everything comes out. Um, so I think like you're trying to, so what's the point of bringing up GDP? Like, are you relating so, it to the cash thing before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the reason why I want to bring this up is because um, Bitcoin kind of solves a lot of things. Um, also, there is risk with Bitcoin. And I want to make that that statement before I get into Bitcoin. Because for me, I knew about Bitcoin cryptocurrencies or bitcoin specifically in 2012 but i knew that it was cool but i didn't really understand what it was solving and then once i figured out what it was solving it blew my mind it's like why isn't there anything like this um (laughs) yeah so i think for people out there that aren't super techie that don't exactly understand bitcoin and how it works like andrew's going to talk about like how to get started and like how to invest in it and all of that good stuff. But like, I, I think it's a whole separate conversation of what Bitcoin is. And I was referred to when I was like trying to conceptualize what it was, I was referred to a YouTube video that I can put in the show notes. And I think it's a really good video that breaks down exactly what's happening with Bitcoin and why it's different and how it's unique. So I think we should refer there. And if you don't know what Bitcoin is, maybe watch that to get an idea of it and then Andrew's going to continue on to like how to get started. Well, first, let me explain some baseline. Um, uh, All it really is, is um, a network similar to the internet um, or a protocol similar to the internet. You don't really have to understand that. Um, But saying like there's a ledger similar to your bank transaction statement that says, here's what I spent, here's where the money went to, uh, here's where it came from. Uh, Every person has a public key, which is a, see it as a public password, but it's not actually a password, it's like public username, but it's random letters and numbers, and there's a private uh, key, which is uh, what you keep and what your wallet is connected to. And that's also random letters and numbers. And the way, um, and it, that those private keys and public keys are automatically generated. And when you keep your private key, don't show it at anyone. That's your private key. That's basically your bank access. Um, and you, anytime you want to send information, uh, say I want to send 0.0 Bitcoin to Abby, I have to uh, quote unquote sign. Um, that transaction with my private keys stating that I allowed that to happen um, because only I should know that private key Uh, in the that's what's happening in the background in the front end you don't have to deal with that there's going to be apps that deal with that um, and it's a great thing to have there's this thing called um, so going into actually buying it um, there's a two main places that I would suggest going. There's either, uh, if you want to trade, and I would not suggest doing that for any beginner person going into any cryptocurrencies. Um, But if you want to do that, go to Gemini.com or Coinbase.com. Those are pretty simple. Um, I'd say decently low fees, and you could buy almost 
majority of all good cryptocurrencies. If you want to get into more risk, riskier things, there's Binance.com. Um, but again, learn what the cryptocurrencies mean. You're, it's kind of like the stock market. When you get into it, you're going to be gambling with your money if you go for non-stable cryptocurrencies. So are you saying these websites are where we should go to buy or where we should go to trade? Because you said you don't recommend trading. Go to trade. I don't recommend trading for the beginner, um, but you could buy it and you could hold it there. Those uh, Gemini and Coinbase are very secure. So if you want to just buy and maybe hold it for a month or a week or whatever, and then sell it later because you think it's going to go up, go ahead, do that. Um the reason being is, uh, yeah, those are very secure. I, I think the biggest thing that, especially in the beginning years of cryptocurrencies, is exchanges like this would get hacked. And basically, everyone shit out of luck. But that's what I suggest. <laughs> uh, so you bought cryptocurrency like a long time ago, like years yeah. ago, you invested in Bitcoin and you held on to it. Why would somebody want to buy Bitcoin just to start trading it? Um. Well, it's kind of like the stock market people. There's day traders. They they think um, or they analyze and they see that people are like doing something in Wall Street and then they expect Bitcoin to go up because right now maybe it's at 30,000, but they expect it to go at 34,000. So then they buy at 30,000. And also one full Bitcoin, you do not have to buy <laughs> Let's, uh, I want to make this perfectly clear. Even if Bitcoin, one whole Bitcoin is cost $30,000, you could buy $10, $20 worth of Bitcoin. Um, how Bitcoin works, it, it's divisible by 10, I think. So it could go 0.0000001. Um, and whatever that equivalent is to US dollar, you could buy. Um, and, and what would be the benefit? Like, Let's say I have a hundred bucks and yeah. I want to buy a hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin. It's obviously not going to get me very much. Is Bitcoin really at 30 grand right now? Uh, I think today, 32. Yeah. Holy. I Wasn't it like months ago? Like <laughs> when we were together this summer, it was yeah. like, like 11,000. Yep. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, uh, in, in uh, March when we were in Colorado, it was at four grand. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, I remember it being this summer, like 10 grand ish. It's at yeah. 30 grand right now. Yeah. Um, so the main thing is also what I want to tell everyone on this and what I brought when I was talking about money being printed. So what's actually happening is multiple things. There's money being printed, that money, the first round of uh, PPP and everything. Uh, I would say business people were actually smart. They might have been greedy, but they were smart. They're all like, this money is being, our money is being inflated. So they got whatever their stimulus check or their money for their company. And they basically paid themselves through payroll to uh, pay, whether it was stocks or um, Bitcoin or houses, because those are assets that they knew that, it was going to go up. So they're kind of the go what the government is doing is they're inflating all of the economy. Um, but I think the smarter people with a lot of money to move things um, are putting in investments or in assets that they know 
will won't get affected like the dollar bill um and that's why i think one of the biggest growth of bitcoin um people are understanding that our dollar is going to go lower um and other cryptocurrencies and stocks um on the second hand like uh, if if you see actual value and that kind of just creates a snowball effect if you see like tesla going up you're all like hey I have like an extra hundred bucks. Maybe I should put it in while it's going up. And yeah, that's why you see these insane numbers. I think Tesla's at like 400 now. Um, yeah. And Apple just had their biggest quarter ever too, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, so you're saying like, even if you have like an extra hundred bucks, throw it into Bitcoin now. Cause like, although it's so expensive, you can still get like a fraction of it. And then um, yeah. like, hopefully it continues to grow and then you can make a little bit money on it still yeah um because i think it's discouraging for some people to like like the people that get into gamestop really late you know yeah. they're probably going to lose out on money potentially i don't know um but like you know if bitcoin used to be like four thousand dollars and now is like up to 30 like that's huge growth yeah. And it's like, when is it too late to start investing? When is it too late to start investing in Bitcoin, Apple, Tesla, you know, just like these huge companies that are just continually growing? Yeah. So what I've learned after 12 years or no, 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 12 years, 10 years of investing in Bitcoin. Um, let me just say I started, I, I knew about Bitcoin when it was like $10, but I started investing when it was around a hundred to $200. Um, I would put $10, $50, then I got aggressive and would put half my paycheck when it was at like 400 or 800. Um, the whole thing is you shouldn't be timing your mar your the whole market. I see Bitcoin and majority of my stocks, um, sometimes I like to have fun and mess around, but I see them as a very long-term investment. Um, the mm -hmm. reason being is and long-term could be like four years, two years, whatever you suggest. 20. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in the law, long-term is one year minimum. So yeah, uh, anything over a year is long-term in the eyes of tax. <laughs> um, so the thing that I tell most people getting into this space is don't try to time the market you're never going to be um at you're never going to be at the lowest um of course not now i highly highly doubt unless every government in the world just goes no we're banning bitcoin and uh, that could be a possibility because uh, they're basically the money that they are putting into their system is going into this new system and unless they know how to tax it it kind of worries people um and also uh, the people in power i think are older generation and don't really understand it they're barely starting to get like talked about um but sorry i went off um yeah don't try to time the market put in money that you can afford to lose um knock on wood i don't think it will ever go to zero <laughs> um but there's fluctuations. I've seen Bitcoin, like uh, you said, uh, like I said, hit 4,000. I think in 2017 was the first time it, it before t this time it hit it, 
its all time high, which was 20,000 um, or 19,000, somewhere around there. And I bought some Bitcoin there too. But the whole point is you, you set up a routine where you're either buying it every month or every twice, two times a month. Um, and it kind of accumulates. It doesn't really matter what the price is as long as you're averaging out a good certain amount because like even though i've bought multiple times a year my average price per bitcoin is around four grand and that's a pretty good profit if like right now if i just sold all my bitcoin. like twenty six thousand dollars profit per yeah. coin. yeah per coin so that's the whole fact and i don't even i think we're this is still relatively early because everyone a I still see a lot of people asking me, what is Bitcoin? Why should I invest? It's super um, up and down like crazy. And I totally agree. It's scary. But I also, I've learned the fact that the US government prints more money in recession or in bad times. And when it's in, during good times, it still prints 3% uh, in, for inflation. Um while Bitcoin, there's only a number, a limited amount. I think the last Bitcoin ever mined, which was probably, we're not going to see it, but 2140 around there. Um, and that will be 21 million Bitcoins. So if Bitcoin becomes the world currency, whether it's the world's gold or something like that, there's not going to be enough money for it to be third or yeah, 34,000 for it to cover the whole world. So it's going to go up. And every four, around every four years, how new Bitcoin is created is it gets quote unquote mined, but it's just really complex computers trying to solve a complex problem to release a certain amount of Bitcoin. Um, and right now it's at six and in about 2004, and, 2024 it's going to be three and then what do you mean by i don't know what you mean by like it's going to be six it's going to be three um it's gonna so right now every 10 minutes there's going to be there's six bitcoins released and um or mined quote unquote and then four years from now it's going to be halved so it's going to be only three every 10 minutes then it's going to be halved again then now it's only 1.5 and then half so that creates uh deflationary um value so the price has to go up and i think you you read this too right um that usually after a happening it drops but then it increases sky or increases like crazy and that's oh yeah because the happening happened this year right yeah or 2020 yeah 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 last year um Okay. Yeah, you're right. I think immediately, like it's people, it's unsure. People are unsure about it. So then it drops, but then it like it usually goes up in the months after. So yeah. um, exactly like they predicted, it probably would. Yeah, and the great thing is, it's uh, um, everyone's all like, "Why would I use Bitcoin when I could use gold?" And uh, I heard someone talk about this. It's like the digital version is always 10 times better. <laughs> and it's kind of true. Like whether you went from CD records or CDs and record players to audio players and touchscreens, um, like there, no matter how you look at it, whether it's gonna, if Bitcoin did not exist, 
most money is going to be digital, um, whether it's credit card use, and then you just, oh, you never see cash, um, actual cash. So I, I think this is just the growth of it. And if the world ends up being having its own currency, I don't think Bitcoin is going to be the only currency, but I think it's going to be the most well-known and dominant, similar to like Apple or Tesla right now. Um, people just know it. Okay, so I agree. I think Bitcoin is probably the most popular cryptocurrency as somebody who's very not in the cryptocurrency world. Um, it's pretty much the only one I can name off the top of my head. I know there are others, but uh, so like recapping, like if somebody, so we should start investing in it. You agree? Yes. Okay, so like start buying it and buying it from like coinbase.com, for example, something like that. Yes. Um, and then yeah. continue. Uh, the, the biggest thing, and I think um, uh, when I read books and I've heard you read books on this too, Abby, is you want like whatever you're comfortable with by generally say three to six months worth of savings, because that's your livelihood. If things hit the wall or hit the fan or shit hits the fan, you want to be safe. And then everything else I know I do is, and I'm again, not financial advice, but is uh, invest, whether it's stocks, cryptocurrencies, bonds, et cetera. I'm kind of iffy on stocks and bonds right now, just because of uh, other things, but um, yeah. Yeah. So what you're saying is like, if you only have a thousand dollars in your savings account right now, maybe not go spend 500 on Bitcoin, maybe throw in 20, maybe a hundred, but ultimately what you should be doing to be financially safe is to build an emergency fund. An emergency fund is typically three to six months worth of your monthly expenses. So whatever that is, if your monthly expenses is three grand a month, try to save you know around $18,000 and that will protect you if you lose your job or whatever happens. Yeah, shit hits the fan, COVID happens, everyone's laid off, like whatever the case is, you have that emergency fund where you can still pay your bills, you can still live and still function. And then once you have that emergency fund saved, anything you have on top of that, you can just start investing now and just like pushing that into there. Um, if you're going to do that, I recommend more uh, like, I mean, I guess it depends on risk averse you are. You can do risky yeah. ones where you can lose your money. You can do more safe ones where it's going to grow slowly but surely. Um, those are more like long-term uh, investments. Um, but at that point, you get to choose how risky you want to be with your money. But it is best to like start saving an emergency fund first so you don't completely F yourself over. Yeah. And if you're going to, you want to make this a daily thing and just like do day trading, um, I think there's a couple books I'll put on the description because I totally forgot what it is, but the majority of it is all of this is mainly an emotional mind game. Um, if you believe in something, whether it's Tesla, Bitcoin, or anything like that, and you believe it in the long term, then you should just be paying for it and not really looking or caring about the price. Um, and if you're trying to day trade, you're going to get emotional. It's a money connection and you have to somehow sever that connection because it's, it's, it's similar to a game. And when you have a connection to money, it's very dangerous. <laughs> 
Yeah, I agree. I'm that's probably, I, I think I'm pretty financially stable mindset. Um, like I don't really look at the markets that much. I don't really care if they go up or down because my money in there is a long-term investment. It's not for short-term gains. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess I can't really speak to day trading, but yeah, you'd want to definitely make sure like when your money drops by thousands of dollars, you can mentally handle that and like either keep it in or trade it or whatever and be able to keep your calm versus like freak out the first second it drops. Yeah. And the more money you're making, the more the fluctuations are. So you might be putting a thousand dollars and you're only seeing like $10 here and there. But once you start getting up there, trust me, don't fucking look at it. <laughs> it's stressful. <laughs> Good advice. So maybe it's not for everybody day trading. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. What else did, was I going to talk about? Mm, I think I got everything because I feel like uh, the main thing that I do not, or so I want to clarify this. I do not know if Bitcoin's going to go up or down. I do not know if this is a new low or a new high. Um, no one knows that. Even if you have predictions and patterns and you're a day trader and you know all that information, you don't, there's still a big risk or not a big risk. There is a risk. Um, the only thing I do know are, are relatively certain is 90% chance is that Biden administration will be printing out more money, whatever that's equivalent to, it could be trillions or it could only be billions, but he's going to do that because that's what he got voted in for. Um, and that's how Democrats usually work. Um, so yeah. I think bringing that to fact is you want to put your money or your additional savings into something that is actually going to hold value. Um, but yeah. Hold value versus what? Like what would the be something US that- dollar. So you're saying like, don't just like keep dollars in your savings account, for example, invested in something that's not going to like go tank with the dollar. Yeah. It don't invest in something that's, um uh, well after your uh savings your f six months worth of savings yeah don't just have the cash being there especially in the if it's not even making interest if it's in a basic savings account that's even worse because you're getting 0.02 percent of that um like you if want that. something, yeah, you want something to equivalent somewhat to the inflation, even if you wanted it to stay in cash. So BlockFi.com, which I uh, told people you could deposit cash and you get equivalent, a cryptocurrency equivalent to the US dollar. So it will never drop to lower than a dollar or go up. It's the equivalent. Um, if you put cash into there, they're basically going to use your money uh, or the business uses it they uses it as leverage to other companies so say me as a company wanted to get ten thousand dollars um they say the ten thousand dollars is in their account um and they charge say nine percent on that uh loan but they actually give the people that put in the money into the account eight percent which is great because i don't think inflation is going to even be 8%. I think it's going to be 15, but you're, uh, you're like 
if you're not feeling safe about putting your money into cryptocurrencies right now, but you want to make more interest on the money that you do have, US dollars you do have, you could put your investment into that or your cash into there and you're making 8% like a year. Hmm. Yeah, another option too would just be like a high yield savings account. Um, The interests aren't amazing on that, but it's still better than just your average savings account at the moment. The the only yeah that's the only thing that I say about that those were good I think those are getting outdated especially the new tech companies um so there's a whole new movement of financial tech companies um the only thing I say that's risky is if you put into that they don't have FDIC secures because they haven't gotten secured um and basically what that means is up until two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. If for some reason the apocalypse happens where everyone loses their money and shit hits the floor and they can't give you the money back, then you won't get that money back. So that's a risk. That's why I also don't say put your savings into You're saying high yield savings accounts aren't protected no, by FDIC? High, high yield. Well, that depends on what bank. If it is a right. like, good bank, then yes, they are. They're, they're right. protected. But if you're going and I would to recommend new... doing it through a good bank. <laughs> yeah. But if you're doing it through these new tank, fin, uh, tech um, companies and websites, then majority of them don't. I don't know any that do. And if they do, then it's usually a lower interest rate because they have to pay for that, I think, monthly. I forgot what it was. But yeah. Um, so there's risks on everything uh, if you want to do your research on that do it uh google's your friend <laughs> um I, was there anything else that do you have any other questions abby i don't think so um to be honest like bitcoin is still kind of hard for me to wrap my head around i try my best and what what confuses you about it the whole mining thing i don't know like i just think it's a confusing topic um but, so okay the whole mining thing is uh, like i said um going back to public and private keys the random number random passwords uh, per se um and what it does is so say it's a ledger and if no one knows what the ledger is it's basically like a bank statement that shows all these transactions and where they're going to um and for on in order to incentivize or make people interested in mining, that ledger is uh, sent out to the network and the miners basically try to decode it um, with finding a specific public key. Um, And then once that is like verified, then they send it out to the network and then they get whether it's that four or six bitcoins if it's the only miner that found it or uh additional stuff and um they also get the fees from the transaction so it's in their yeah benefit like all of that makes sense like i understand the concept it's just like hard to conceptualize and like I don't make sense of it in the world we're currently living in. Like, I'm not like the most technical minded. I have a decent knowledge, but like, it still doesn't make sense that it's like, 
all of a sudden somebody created Bitcoin and it's like worth like mm-hmm. X million, you know, Bitcoins are out there and it's like, it just appeared out of thin air to me. And so like, yeah. it's like the overarching theme of it all. Like I get the logistics of like the mining and the keys and like all of that. But like, just to me in my brain, it's just like kind of still an arbitrary topic. Yeah. Um, I think the main focus, uh, it was created out of thin air, but it was all, uh, so the main reason why it was created, uh, it was after the 2008 market crash with um, the home loans and everything. The, um, the housing home, crash in yeah, 2008. House, yeah, housing crash. Um, basically, the creator and other people did not have trust in um, the market or trust in our system. So basically it became a peer-to-peer thing where the network, everyone has to agree on the network um, that this transaction is valid. Um, Everyone has to, and and it's like almost instant. So if I wanted to send 10K, $15,000, I either have to do a ACH transfer, which would take three days or, like a wire transfer which is even then like 20 minutes when bitcoin could you could see the transaction within seconds and then it gets verified within five minutes um yeah and again like that all makes sense but again like so i start mining immediately when it happened and i find a bitcoin it's like but whose money is that i guess that's what i just like don't understand is like sure this guy created out of thin air but like to be a miner i had to like pay in so like technically like is that i so that's what i don't understand well you don't have to pay in uh also not everyone is a miner um you could just buy bitcoin and transaction that's your thing a miner is a total separate thing Uh, uh, mostly technical people go into mining but uh what it is is yeah you plug in this machine and then um what's happening is every block is getting verified and those when i said six bitcoins are being released those are getting um like there's an automatic system like code base that allows that to happen so it would be like okay this block is only getting um say six bitcoins now we provide that to the miner and on top of that there's fees that um me as a user pays when I transact. Right now, those fees are high, but ho- hopefully, with upgraded tech, it's like one cent, two cent, mm. even ten thousand dollars. Yeah, I guess it's still like I, I'm still not. I don't think that you're answering the question of like <laughs> where's the money coming from. Like you keep telling me how to mine, and like yes, yeah. I, I get the whole mining it, process. I'm not even. Ta- I'm just like this arbitrary coin, and it's like all of a sudden it's worth 30 grand <laughs> uh so are you confused about like how it they get it or more like just like why is there value yeah i don't understand oh. where the value came from like if okay. this guy was like i'm gonna develop this thing called bitcoin so, and then like you know like all of a sudden it's worth 30 grand a bitcoin but it's all like it's not tangible so i think it's kind of hard to understand and then um like i get the whole mining process it's more of like how did all of a sudden these arbitrary random coins become 
money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so kind of going back to the basics of cash, it's value. But another thing is it's whatever people value it. So, for example, since nothing's backed by coin, uh, when, well, let's go back. When US dollars were backed by coin or gold, there's a relatively good like um, sense of what the value is because gold could produce stuff, whether it's electronics or something like that. Like gold has actual real use value. Um, then when the US dollar disconnected from that, uh, it's whatever people think it's valued, whatever $1 could actually buy, whatever $5 could actually buy. And what say I wanted to buy food, okay, $5 is I'm paying for, but then two of those dollars is for um, the farmer and then three of those dollars, et cetera. So there's a chain of command and how what the actual value of something is. Um, now, how Bitcoin comes into play is honestly when in the beginning, no one ever thought it was going to hold value because of the fact that it's, yeah, it came out of thin air. That's why it was like point, like, not even a cent when it first started because it's only one person transaction like making transactions with himself but then as the network grows kind of like the internet more content comes in there's more value to it because other people believe in it so if i if i was in the early stages of bitcoin where it was a dollar and i'm like hey this is really good it might drop it might not similar to um, stocks, I think this value is worth something, whether it's a dollar or a hundred dollars, but I want to buy in at this time. So then as the network is growing and everything is happening, um, more people want to get in. And since there's less supply, the value goes up and miners are just another part of that where um, kind of similar to gold, gold could create things miners produce are using energy and um like costs such as people are actually managing the miners people are uh, dealing with uh, everything miners so there's an actual cost to the bitcoin network and that has some type of value so all these things really build up and it makes it like valuable if everyone believes in it if everyone invests then it just like the value of it goes up yeah yeah and and the biggest thing is that's really what money is right now cash dollar bills it's whatever it values so like even not let's screw bitcoin off like um for example uh we've been to south africa south african dollar is worth less than the u.s dollar um, and that's because of multiple factors. Maybe they don't have such a big effect on other countries in the world. Maybe they don't have such a good economy. There's all these major factors and that's why it's worth less. Um, and yeah, you could value that to Bitcoin. And now since things are being printed and, um, or money's being printed like crazy and a, a bunch of other things like trust in our system etc people are moving to bitcoin which makes it more valuable um 
and they believe because it's non-inflationary um, that they're going to be able to make more money or their money that they have now is going to either stay the same or be more valuable in the future rather than losing your money. Yeah. Did yeah, that answer I, mean, it? <laughs> I think it's more just like how this random guy was like Bitcoin. And then I guess like, I guess it's just what I, it's just like the people that bought in and then that's what continues to make it valuable. And like all of that is yes. really at the end of the day, the simple answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, and I, that's all it is. And that's why I think it's somewhat, <laughs> it's weird, but people say it's cult-like, but it's, it's more like when you look more into it and you hear other people's um perceptions it just makes sense you're not relying on someone else to deal with your money um or to feel safe with your money and honestly when it comes to it uh, people say they might hate capitalism or something but it's how the world works right now and if you have money you get to do more things and if your money starts to de- being devalued then you you're making the same amount of money but you're probably gonna not do as much mm-hmm. as you could do before because now your money is devalued yeah for sure yeah like 100k means something now but in 20 years 100k is gonna mean a lot less yeah. yeah yeah and how do you beat that something with bitcoin and also there's other there's other cryptocurrencies there's ethereum ethereum's also a cryptocurrency but the main thing for that is it's used as business transactions. So say, um, or there could be business contracts. So say Abby wants to sell me something, but uh, there has to be like, you could either do a legally binding contract or something like that. And until you sign, I could give you the money. And it, it's a lot more complicated than that. But it's it's another way to not allow manipulation not for someone because it's there permanently and everyone in the network knows about it it's very 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 hard to hack um and almost impossible to hack so this makes things great when you don't have trust in your government to be like oh did trump actually talk to the russian people okay, well, you can delete your emails, etc. But if everything's on like the blockchain or Ethereum, then you can't really delete or edit anything. Yeah, no, yeah, that makes sense. But that was a weird example. I don't know why I brought that up. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it just like, it's, it's all set in stone. The letters always there can always be looked at can always be verified where it's like, yeah, there's no corruption in it. Yeah. And that's what they're trying to solve. Hopefully I didn't confuse people. Um, (laughs) But yeah, main things is if you want to start saving and making um, percentage on your investments, I would suggest BlockFi, um, Coinbase, if you basically want to just pay for it and not deal with it. Um, I don't know. You should really look at the fees now. Um, I've just stuck with BlockFi um, for a while because I want that. I know it's long-term and I want to make interest on it. Um, and yeah, that's about cool. it. Well, I hope this was useful for cryptocurrencies. Um, I'm glad I could join to hopefully dumb it down for people that are like me, that it's like, 
it's a it makes sense but it's a weird concept it's kind of hard to grasp because it's all in thin air it's all on the internet it's not tangible um so sometimes that's hard for me to conceptualize but um hopefully yeah it was useful I think the thing is I I relate it equivalent to having a credit card like you never actually see the money um you're going to just transact and pay for your credit it's <laughs> a fair point just swipe that thing 10 grand 15 yeah. grand two grand yeah. doesn't matter just yeah you're... same swipe it means yeah. different things yeah it's just a number on a screen <laughs> <laughs> fair that's fair i like that analogy yeah okay well for comparison everyone for listening um please uh, subscribe i don't know what they do follow i don't know i, need... I think it's like Please rate and review the podcast. That's true. Okay, (laughs) we'll do that. I'm still learning. Thanks. Love you guys. Bye. (laughs) Bye.